0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work it to find out more. $12 a year? that won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all One work of my for
1: favorite. it. Other than Labor Day. One of my favorite holidays of all time, and that is Thanksgiving. It is a time to give thanks. It is a time to meet with family. That might be good. That might be bad, depending on your situation. Who knows? But I'm here for you. Listen to my words. I'm going to give you some solid holiday advice right now from a guy who's been through a whole lot of awkward holiday parties. I'm going to tell you the secret to enjoying the family time that you you're going to be thrust into because if you're a lot like me you're very work focused you'd rather be working in your workshop or you know doing other things and it's like you have to slow down for a minute you have to recognize that these are the people who have followed you and have supported you throughout your journey and yeah you might not be they might look at you a little crazy when they when you tell them like hey I'm doing this forging thing or I'm making knives or I'm working with steel or I'm making this or that in my workshop, they might look at you sideways. But I'm going to give you this one little tip that's going to change it all for you. When you're sitting at that table and you're talking to that weird uncle or that cousin or whatever it might be, just remember everyone likes talking about themselves, including you, of course. But use this opportunity to ask them about what they've been doing with their lives. Learn about them. Invest in them and they will love it. They will remember that conversation for their whole lives. Sit down with them. Maybe find an older family member that you don't really get a chance to see that often and ask them a story about their childhood. Ask them about their, their life. Like, how's it going? Do you have any regrets? What, what would you want to change about your life? These are some great conversation starters that could just, that'll fuel you through the entire holiday party. And you'll walk away with some new knowledge and maybe some inspiration too. I learned to do this a few years ago and it has changed my game because I used to dread going to these holiday parties. I really did. And I would just look at, look at this time and go, man, I could be doing this. I could be making my business better. I could be, you know, developing a new product. I could be making something in my workshop. The reality of it is though, is you need to be there and you need to be focused and give to those family members. All those people that have been around you, those whole, that, all that time, take some time for them. And one other thing, you got somebody in your life that you need to shake their hand and give them a hug and let it all go. Now is the time. Thanksgiving is the time to do that. Because forgiveness, remember, is not just for the person you're forgiving. It's for you too. When you hold a grudge, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person will get sick. It isn't good for either of you. So remember, let it all go. Move forward. It's time now. We're going into the holidays. I've been warning you guys from freaking, I think March, I started warning you about this time. And uh, we're now we're in the middle of it. So appreciate you guys for listening to the Work For it podcast. It's time to get on to the show. Let's go, Brian. Let's do it, baby. Let's work for it. Not right now, I got you, baby. Work For It, Business in the Workshop, and Holiday Party Advice. Right here from Brian House, that's right. I'm multifaceted, fellas.
2: I can make this happen for you. Bringing the value in so every episode. Here's what I'm envisioning. You said ask some, you know... Kind of deeply personal questions from your family members. What's your biggest regret? Oh, by the way, can you pass the mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Uncle Kevin, uh, what is your deepest regret in life? And can you pass me the stuffing?
1: It gets really awkward when they answer like marrying your aunt. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh really wish God. I would
1: have married a younger woman. <laughs> That, and see that yeah, can that, be entertaining too. I mean, yeah, you, come could, on.
0: you could also ruin a Thanksgiving dinner pretty quick too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So, fellas, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: When when wh- what the what date exactly? Like when is it? What day? Like is Thanksgiving Thursday? It's, it's Thursday. Thursday. Well, it, it's always the third Thursday of November.
1: Oh yeah, Canadian States.
2: Thanksgiving's yeah. different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, ours is in October. Oh, weird. Yeah. I heard a uh, somebody sent me a reel Peter Lepin sent me a, a reel and it was somebody in Canada like talking like they are an American working on a Canadian job oh, site. Yeah, yeah. and the American <laughs> calls the Canadians Mexican snowbirds or something <laughs> like that or, and I'm like snow Mexicans I think yeah is snow what Mexicans you yeah that's what it is yeah <laughs> I was like, holy crap, man. That's really funny. I get a lot of funny memes from Canadians that's self-deprecating, which I really like. But then I have to remind myself that you guys don't celebrate the same holidays because, you know, Thanksgiving is a is. So if you're out, I have to do this every year. So if you're listening to this and you're not in the United States, Thanksgiving is a day of gratitude that is a a unique to the United States because there was in his in history, this occurred um, back when. The settlers were coming across and settling in the United States, which at the time was not the United States. It was just really North America. Right. And they met with the Native Americans that lived here. Okay. And they had a meal and they, they gave thanks. It was just a, an appreciation meal where everyone sat down, let all of their, you know, their negativity go and all of the, you know, Anything, all the problems that they had, they let them go and sat down at the same table and ate, and then uh promptly right thereafter we wiped them out with all kinds <laughs> Small of smallpox, uh, <laughs> <laughs> smallpox and other things. There was a lot of atrocities that happened. At yeah, the, it's but. just so wrong. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, can't change history. history. <laughs> yeah, bloody history here in America. So, um, but uh, the the, the the part that we take away from it now is that we sat and forgave each other for that brief moment had a meal and uh, we were brought to the table by the native americans and this is our this is our what we celebrate every year and it's to kick off the holidays really in the united states that will you know thanksgiving will lead to christmas essentially is how it works um, i think it's all a big distraction really just to try to keep people from you know losing their minds up north when there's just like snow everywhere and ice, and they
2: can't go anywhere. But uh, that's just my theory. It's you know? it's setting in hard up here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that I put up insulation already because it's just getting bitter cold already. I mean, nowhere near is probably as bad as pickle has it. But oh, uh, it's it's we're actually you know, pretty mild. Oh yeah. The mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is the fact that sunset is like 5:30. Ugh. Four <laughs> thirty sucks. here, man.
0: Yeah, the Ugh. days are wicked short. Like 4:35 it's dark outside and it's like holy yeah. shit. Where'd the day go? You got to just move closer
1: to the equator like I did. It but it still gets <laughs> it dark at like 6:30 here, so yeah. It's, it's not much different, but it's at least another hour, you know. Yeah, you but you know, extra.
2: it's yeah. So, I want to know, what are you guys thankful for this this time of year? What's what's your big gratitude thing right now? Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I'm a hundred percent thankful for this community. Honestly,
1: yeah. it's grown um, huge since. Uh, so Justin Miller shared or commented on one of my videos from like two years ago of me and Brent. Um, uh, myself, Brent and Justin Miller yeah. of Florida Man Forge in my shop when I had just moved in a couple of years ago and we were heat treating some knives and it was before Brent had joined the house team and Uh, Justin was just driving down to deliver my, my press, my 25 ton press. And we all looked younger and Mm. we were all just bright eyed and my shop was a disaster. It's completely different than it is today. And I realized, look at how far we have come, you know, in two, just over two years and the community, what we have built and I'm proud as hell to say that I'm a part of it, Mm. you know, I thought two years ago the community was strong, right? I thought two years ago I was just kind of walking in the door of a big room of people uh, that had been already kind of pursuing this and growing. Uh, What I didn't realize was that was just the tip of the iceberg. We have ignited a fire of making in people and it's, you know, not just us, it's, Other community uh, leaders, people doing this work, and we've all kind of come together in different forms to create this beautiful existence that we're seeing today. And again, I feel like, you know what, it gives me hope. And the reason is, is because I feel like maybe two years ago wasn't the tip of the iceberg. Maybe today's the tip of the iceberg. Maybe 10 years from now is the tip of the iceberg. Who knows? we have grown so much and the community has supported housemaid supported work for it, supported Brian Cohn, Nick Tobin, Dennis Terrell, you name all these names, these guys that came up from nothing. They had, they just started and started sharing their journey. And all of a sudden it's like, look at all this amazing stuff we've been able to achieve. It's hard to not get a little emotional about it. You know, honestly, I, uh, I really do. I think about it and I'm like, geez, like all my best friends, you know, they're on the internet somewhere far away from me. You know, I wish we could all just get together and sit down and have a meal, which we do at blade show usually, but uh, you know, it would be pretty great. However, we have to settle for our families, you know, which is fine too. But at the same time, you guys feel like family to me and I love you. I appreciate you and I'm thankful for you. So thank you so much. There it is.
0: Very well you, said. What you got? What I got, uh, I'm very, very grateful for, you know, all the support, obviously, that, you know, from either customers or just friends in the community, the closer circle friends, you know, just meeting all these people too, like, and just grateful for being able to grow in this community. Uh, Like I said, meeting all these new people, all these new connects, all these ideas and everything and conversations and, you know, it uh, keeps things interesting. So to me, that's uh, something that I like. You know, it's a, a diversity on the daily because you're always coming across something different. So as we grow together, so that I'm very grateful of. I enjoy it. My health, health is one thing that I'm very grateful of. Mm-hmm. And uh, the life that I'm able to live while doing what I do, and I love doing it. So, you know, all that stuff is possible with, you know, the support that I get from, like, I mentioned the customers and people that believed in me and all that. So that's, that's where I'm at with that, you know, pretty much. And then I'm very grateful for uh, the meta Instagram side of things with their, uh, their new algorithms, (laughs) because even though they flagged my account, they're still showing it to non-followers anyway. So Mm. like, I don't know why like people aren't grateful about it because they're still letting us through. So uh, mm-hmm. just be grateful you're still there on Instagram being able to post your stuff and that, uh, yeah, you're good.
1: I think it was Lando Novak who created a reel and it said something
0: like, he was
1: like, You're complaining about a free platform that literally exactly. distributes your stuff for free. And, you know, you're,
0: and be grateful. I about get it. it.
1: I get it. Things change and it sucks. You know, like you get flagged, like content yeah. of mine got flagged like a hammer, like just me holding yeah. a hammer in my hand it got flagged for sexual content. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, okay, that's I'll fucking Kingsley you right there. Mistake. Wait a second. Hold
2: on. You're holding what kind of hammer in your hand? Showing <laughs> it, it on Instagram? It's a hammer. It was, oh, okay. No, is that no, what you're nothing, calling no it No knives even.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Gets is that pounding. what Sarah calls it? The hammer?
2: yeah the hammer
0: time to drop the hammer baby (laughs) two and a half but seriously that was uh like like lando said and like i'm saying just be grateful it's there for us you know i'm saying like there's as mad as you're gonna get about it and upset and as much as you're gonna post about it and not understand it and just be there in the moment and enjoy it be appreciative of it and uh If it crashes, it's going to crash. You know, you can't rely on it. It's like there's a lot of things out there that people have expectations and rely on on the daily. And it it hurts and not in a hurtful way, but, you know, it hurts your person when you don't get what you expect. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You get Mm -hmm. mad, energies change and all that. And, like, there was a lot of frustration demonstrated over Instagram in the past two days. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, well, past yeah. four days actually, but I was like, this is fucking crazy. I'm at a tool concert living the time of my life right now, and everybody's <laughs> mad at Instagram. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. but hey, what it is about what you, it is? Brian? What you got? You got what are you happy for, thankful for?
2: So, I am, of course, just like you guys, I am very thankful for the community and all of the support. Uh, another thing I'm really focused on right now is family health. Um, I talked about on the podcast uh, about eight months ago how my grandparents' house had a fire. And luckily, they were here in Mount Pleasant when that happened. And then my dad had a stroke a couple of weeks ago and is now on the mend. So another I am one? very. Oh, no, no, no. He. Sorry. About a month ago. You he said a couple. A OK, yeah. You said a couple of weeks right. ago. I was like, he did. My bad. <laughs> I was like,
0: he had another one.
2: <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, the the fact that, you know, he is on the mend and doing well, and there's luckily, knock on wood, there's no other family health scares, but I am very thankful for, you know, health right now. I'm very focused on that. Um, Also, (laughs) another thing, Emily's mom had um, her surgery need, well, needed another surgery because she, her thing got infected, so... Yeah, so I am really focused on health this Thanksgiving. We're going to be able to go and see all of those people. We leave to later this evening. So, it'll be nice to have family time and see everybody while they're all here, you know. So, yeah, all of that type of stuff and then also, of course, you know, I'm thankful for the new Apollo forge which is up and running. Woohoo. So, yeah. Nice. It yeah. is. It is a really good time for Beko knives. It's um really good time to be in this community and enjoying it. Um, I definitely talking about the Instagram crackdown. I totally put, just put my head down because I never got flagged. So I just didn't post yeah. for the next last couple of days, but I'm going to be ramping that dodge up. Dodge that bullet. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I, I felt like I was in the matrix and I was like, Seeing all the all the people posting about getting banned, I'm just lean back, dodging all the bullets. Brian Cohn
0: is Neo. (laughs) I
2: I I had a mental
0: picture of him bending back, and then like his back giving out and staying stuck there, (laughs) and like like bullets going through his beard. Yeah, Instagram flags.
1: I uh, I had uh, it was funny because Oxford Blade Co. tagged me in a reel where he was not wearing a shirt, and he said, "Since Instagram thinks you know titties are okay, I figured I'd just show my titties." And then he invited me as a collaborator, and of course, I accepted it. It <laughs> went viral. And I was like, oh, man, this is so great. I'm like, I know I'm going to get flagged for this. And I didn't. And neither of us did. It was crazy. So who knows? (laughs) Anyway, I I appreciate the fact that uh, it built some engagement with people who normally wouldn't see each other's work. But because they were all fired up about this whole Instagram debacle, it was like, you know, everybody's posting and saying, like, my shit can't be seen or whatever. And everybody's screenshotting that same thing. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is all I'm seeing on my feed. I'm just scrolling through. And I thought, it's got to be a mistake. And it really was. I think Instagram came out. In fact, Brent shared a reel with me about a guy who has a a meta representative. And he was able to call and talk to them about what was going on. And he did a live stream uh, on that and talked about it. And it definitely was an algorithm issue. And it was, uh, it was wrong. It was something that just got flagged Got you know, who knows? And it went out live and it
2: shouldn't have. And that's the result. Now, I don't, I don't want to say that it's all over yet though, because, you know, this all happened earlier this week or this past weekend. I just saw that Brigham Kendall and Ben's Bites both got hit with it like yesterday and this morning. I got hit twice,
0: dude. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, is it fixed? No, well... Probably
1: not, no. Not,
0: like, I got hit again yesterday. I appealed for it this morning. I had a notification said that they reviewed it, and I checked it, and uh, I still, when I'm looking at my settings, whatever, it still says that it's under review, and I can't appeal. Like, I can't click on the appeal button. Oh, so it, it's not fixed at all. But, like, I've been posting since I've been flagged yesterday, and I'm still getting out to non-followers anyways. Like, even though they're saying that non-followers will not see my content, they're still seeing it. So there's no point of freaking out and getting your panties in a knot here, people. You're you're, (laughs) Maybe not as much people, but to me, I never really got that many non-followers anyways, unless I'd, like, collab with Brian or something. But other than that, it hasn't really changed much for me because I could scroll a month or two down to my content, and uh, I could show you – insights that will show little to none
2: non-followers seeing my stuff that's the way that i've been for a long time is it's like i am being shown to about 10 percent of my following and then maybe six other people so yeah it's it's no big change for me so i don't know if i actually am you know, dodging all these bullets or if i've already been hit like a long time ago
0: Dude, that's the thing, the yeah. problem's probably been there forever, and we just never saw it until they started throwing these flags at us, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. that's what they're my, my trying to fix. My suggestion is to keep posting, keep creating exactly. content, ignore it, and enjoy exactly. the socials because there's been Don't some really back. good social media out there recently. Some really awesome content has been created, hmm. and our My Revolution collaborations that we did uh, went yeah. over fantastic. Um, we still have people creating them and, and collaborating with us. So that's important. And, um, I just, what I think I love about this community is that, yeah, we kind of like fall down a little bit and get a little annoyed with stuff and whatever, but then right away people are back at it and creating content. Yeah. And I never
0: stopped. Again, so yeah,
1: no, I posted like four or five waiting. reels yesterday, you know, like I yeah. didn't stop. Yeah. One of the things that uh, too, like Jason Newville, he created a a real or a meta piece of content on Facebook, and it was about him using the Dennis Terrell sharpening system that uh, we collabed with Dennis on to sharpen scissors. And I was like, "Hey, man, is it cool if I make a YouTube video about that? Because that's like really intimidating to a lot of people to sharpen yeah. scissors." And he was like, "Yeah, man, for sure, go for it." I was actually and I had watching never your sharpened video. scissors before. Yeah, no, dude, it was crazy. Like. I'm like, okay, well, it's it's essentially a, a single bevel knife, if you can think of it that way, but it also has an arc to it. It has like a curve, so all scissors are not flat usually, and I'm like, man, it can be intimidating to a lot of people to sharpen this, and it's a very high angle, like usually 70 degrees or something. That's wild. And- I used Dennis's system on a pair of my dad's old scissors that had been laying around my shop that I just kind of used to like cut wire and stuff with now because they were so dull that they didn't wouldn't cut anything else. And I spent 10 minutes on them and they're razor sharp now cutting paper again. And I'm like, man, that's the power of this machine and the power of like working with somebody like Dennis who comes up with this idea that, you know, how do we make this rail to use a jig so people can sharpen weird stuff? And, you know, people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these tools like every year. Like when I started doing research on sharpening, it's a like two billion dollar industry. And it's not just like physically sharpening things. It's like people buying sharpening devices. Right. Two billion dollars a year is spent trying to make things sharp. And I'm like, all these guys have this tool in their workshop that can do it for them. And now Brian can do his by hand. Not everybody can. I don't think I could, excuse me. I don't think I could do the, I don't think I could sharpen scissors by hand. If you handed them to me, I might get close, Mm. but because of the arc, I think I needed the jig. Dude, they came out razor sharp and I'm like, man, this has got to be shared with the world. It's just, you know, people need to know that this stuff exists and that it's easy to do. So I made a YouTube video. Go check it out. Um, it's performing pretty well. I'm trying to pump out more YouTube content and set up my studio to make it more fluid for that, so I can do these vid- videos. But they take so long, you know, yeah. to produce them that it's just, uh, you know, it's just time consuming. And Housemaid came out with a small wheel attachment, which we've been yes, working on dude. for a long time. Dude, yeah, um, that I, thing. I, I, it was funny because. We showed a video of the. Oh, did I? Like, of something else. And then Jeff Carey said, Hey, man, uh, are you guys going to ever come out with a small wheel attachment? And as I'm reading that comment, I'm standing in front of the boxes of all the finished rubber wheels that we had just had all the bearings pressed on. And I'm like, Okay, I'm just going to release this now and see what people say. And those boxes, those were only that was only half of what we had made. So, like, we had made a couple hundred of these devices, and <laughs> it's like crazy. We released that thing and they just started selling. Like, I didn't do any socials on them or nothing. I just released it on the website and went, Here you go. And uh, we sold a whole bunch. And then now I'm now I'm doing do a media push on it. But uh, mm. thank you for the community of supporting that. By the way, that small wheel attachment. It sounds like uh, it sounds like something that's been around for a while and it has. and our design is like not unique. It's very similar. but our design is just slightly different in two ways. We use the bigger bearings so you can run the machine faster. You can run it. you know, a lot of these small wheel guys use these tiny seven8 inch bearings that can't hold the can't handle the speed. And we used hard rubber. hard rubber around the steel shafts and had it molded and then machined back so that you have a half inch, three quarter, one inch and two inch wheel that is hard rubber. And the difference is you don't get the chatter that the steel wheels get. Some of these other manufacturers are using polyethylene and rubber and all that too, but they don't, uh, they don't use the bigger bearing. So that's the difference between our system and theirs. And the other part is I get this question all the time is can your wheels fit in other chassis and no, they can't because the bearing size, you know, we use the bigger bearing so that you can get the speeds. Um, if you ever look at Lex Rex customs, he's always running his small wheel at like full tilt yeah. and he's grinding hard on his stuff. And that's what we were trying to achieve. That is actually really rare to be able to run a full, a small wheel really, really fast. So that's uh that's what that's the difference between our system and theirs. So that's why I'm telling everybody like, hey, you know, we designed this to be
2: a beefcake just like the revolution. I'll tell you what, beefcake. man, that thing is an absolute beefcake. That thing is stout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks okay. like it's going to be ran at full tilt for hours and say, Give me more.
1: <laughs> yeah, we started doing temperature testing on it, you know, just like running it at like uh, so full speed would be 60 Hertz and we are running at like 40, 45 Hertz, which is like top end. You really don't need to go any faster no. than that. And, um, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to start reading temperatures on these bearings and just checking them out and seeing what's going on. You know, run it for 10 minutes, come back, you know, cause most people aren't going to be running this thing for, you know, 30, 40 minutes no. a, at a time. They're going to be running at maybe 10, 20 minutes at the most. And they do get warm. It's which is common, they will get warm, but because it's all aluminum, the aluminum sinks out the heat and disperses it. So, so is it the, the same bearing a lot size? Of these guys are making those. Oh, sorry.
2: Is it the same bearing size yes. as your other yes, ones? It is.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. So, the wheels, the, the four inch tracking and the two inch wheels on the platen, it's the same bearing all the way across the board. Mm. So, if you know how to replace bearings in your machine, you know, the, you buy one set of bearings and it covers all the wheels.
2: Dude, that's I got to go buy this.
1: some bearings. Yeah. So anyway, we came out with that. We came out with the name plate, the side plate for the machine. We did a soft launch on that yesterday.
0: Yeah. So if man. you you know
1: see the you revolution did. laser etch plates that are on the side of all my machines, I probably get it like two or three emails a day for people looking for those brass plates. I couldn't make them out of brass; it would just be that would be a two hundred dollar plate. It's brass is insanely expensive, so uh, we made them out of steel, and they look great. So, if you're interested, go grab yourself a steel one. They are sequentially numbered, so each plate is different. All the numbers are different, and no, you cannot choose your number. Oh,
0: can <laughs> I get a custom number? <laughs> a I already know what number you. Yep, yeah, you already know. <laughs>
1: Um, we came out with that, and then uh, we also dropped the rapid quench, which w- that was a r- yeah. real quiet drop, and mm-hmm. we haven't sold any of those yet because people are still like, "What the fuck is this?"
0: Well, it, it was is. so quiet that fucking reapers the one that told me about it, and the like. He's like, "Yeah, it's just like housemaids emails," you know, because we we're talking about getting out there other than using Instagram, you know, and like newsletters and stuff like that, and and he's like, and then he brought it up, and I was like. I know about this, but I didn't know he was going to drop it. So it was really, really quiet drop. <laughs> really, quiet, I had to go drop. check my emails, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he did." <laughs> yep, I dropped it. You yep. saw it in the shop when you were yeah, there, I seen it in the shop.
1: Yep, you had never seen the production one that we're making, and nope. that's the rapid quench. So if you're interested in that, go just search our website for how rapid long. Clunch how long we'll is it, it?
0: Like uh, the the width it's on twelve it. inches, twelve inches, so twelve by six. Yeah. 12 by 6. So yeah, it's so almost the, a little too shy for like chef knives. Yeah. Well, our argument for that is is that
1: you don't heat treat the tang. So well, you're, you're
0: technically putting the whole knife in the plates, anyways, and then the fork, like everything gets heated up. So. Yeah, yes. you could have a tip of the thing hanging out for sure and not have a yeah. problem at all. And not worry about it.
1: Yeah, yeah no. And worry we about and it. you can put it in diagonally too. Yeah. So you can get a lot you can get almost like 13, 14 inches in there. Diagonally. That's what so she said. So. What?
2: <laughs> the hammer. Stuff, it <laughs> Stuff it in, baby. Diagonally. So, um, yikes. Um so I was I thinking to sip about my the- coffee. Goodness. So I've been thinking a lot because I just set up my, I built a little rolling table for my even heat this past week. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, okay, I'm, I already have my quench plates, which I think are, I think they're 18 inches long, or maybe they're two foot long of just aluminum plates. Um, so th- I'm still going to use that for my, um, af- after I dip uh, high carbon steel, I like to put them in those plates but i definitely don't want to put oily like dripping oil knives into these um into the um what did, what did you call them the fast quench or the what's what's the rapid name for quench. You? rapid quench yeah i definitely yeah. don't want to put oil in the in that blowing air situation so i think i'll have two sets of plates one for stainless steel one for you know post high carbon dip we, we put oily stuff in the rapid quench and it doesn't affect
1: it at all. It, it doesn't, uh, I mean, you still need to wipe it down yeah. after you're done with it. Uh, but the rapid quench, the holes are only on the top. So if you can imagine two, one inch thick plates that the top plate is like an air hockey table that you hook up to your air compressor and then you it has a ball valve on it and you can crack it open and it'll, uh, the, there's channels that are machined into the top plate of the aluminum that air rushes through those channels and then down into your, onto your work. And the benefit of this is obviously you don't have to stand there with an air chuck and blow your stainless steel until it's cool. The machine, the rapid quench does that for you, but the true benefit is being able to uncrank that thing and leave the air flowing just a little bit. And then uh, between heat treats, your plates are cold. So, in a matter of about two minutes, you have, you know, your plates are back below 100 degrees. Yeah. After your next blade's you. not even up to temp yet, and your plates are ready for it. You got it. So, you, mm-hmm. there, there's, I see all these videos of these guys having to swap plates mm-hmm. and having to. I know, have a put desk fan blowing on mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a real problem if you're doing mm-hmm. production knife making and you're using stainless steels that you can't, you know, keep. We do, Brent will do 25 knives at a time now using the rapid quench. And he does them, stacks them in two at a time. And no problem, Mm. absolutely no problem. We, and we have an HRC Rockwell tester here. So we can uh, measure our Rockwell. Everything's great. And, um, and the oily stuff, if we do use uh, high carbon, cause I'll do, I'll do an oil quench and then I'll throw the high carbon in there just for the last couple hundred degrees. Right. Uh, it's not an issue. It's literally take a paper towel, wipe the oil down and you're back at it because the air is pushing down and away from your work. The mill scale can't build up in the holes or anything mm. like that. So it's just. There's no issue there you do need a little bit of a bigger air compressor like between 20 gallons I, we run a 60 gallon air compressor so you know you need a little bit of air pressure so it's not going to run on like a little pancake air air compressor or anything like that you need some significant air um, and we're also working on a water injection side of things that will if you really need to rapidly cool something you'll be able to crack open a valve and it'll pull water through those holes And then it'll spray a mist down onto your work as well. Um, And this is a completely 100% unique concept. Like when you look at this, I've seen a whole bunch of people do water cooled plates. Like Kyle Daly has a cool water channel one that requires a bucket and ice. I love that concept too. We just wanted something simpler where we could, we could run air only. There wasn't any hoses. There's no nothing. It's a quick disconnect. You, plug it right in and bang off. You're, you're going. Um, so it's a uh, unique thing and it's patent pending. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to freaking go for it, man. We're going to definitely crush that market. Cause there's nothing like it.
2: Wait a second. So you, you're actually doing the patent process on it.
1: Patent process, baby. It's oh, going wow. Yep. Huh. Because I'm tired of people stealing my ideas and then claiming them as their own. So now it's time. So
0: now you're uh, gonna get the San to uh, whatever the, the that letter oh yes. is. The people <laughs> and I can't
1: wait to do it because it's definitely going to happen, and yeah. I can't wait to do it and rub it's, it right in their face, right in their face. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So now you can't see. This was and before you know, like making machines, you can't patent a two by seventy two bell grinder. It was designed and patented in the thirties, so right. that patent process is gone. You cannot. You it's you can't reinvent with. the wheel. You cannot reinvent that. This is a product that has never been made before, so it's definitely one hundred percent our concept. And you know, it's not going to be as big of a seller. We know this, but uh, to keep all the uh, the design thieves away, and, uh, and you can you what? can patent it. You know, might design not be thieves? a big
0: seller. <laughs> it might not it might not be a big in-house seller, but it might get attention somewheres in a different part of the industry or in a different That's what we sector. Think. You know what I'm saying? And it might get that attention and blow up there instead. You never know. That's what we think. We
1: think mm-hmm. that maybe production knife houses that are making commercial
0: and doing their own yeah. commercial heat treating. It's just like when you did the... These. Like when you did the Apollo Forge, everybody wanted a bigger one for a different reason, you know what I'm saying? So like a guy like Montana Knife Company, if he sees your little one, he might want a two by four one, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I want this big thing on cylinders, hit a fucking switch and boom. Actually, Samuel Assault had done something like that. Like there was actuator switches and shit and he'd just press and everything would clamp down, air would kick on and... But- yeah, I've seen his setup, and his is done with external air
1: being blown in yeah. from the sides. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yep, exactly. But it was still yeah. automated, though. You know, it was still pretty yeah. sick. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, the the automation side of it. And the yeah. other part of this is, is these clench plates are designed to sit in a uh, Harbor Freight carpenters vise. Yeah. So all you got to do is go out and buy a carpenters vise for 69 bucks from Harbor Freight. And bolt up our. We give you the hardware and everything, and you can bolt it right up to those uh, that vice. And we even show you how to disable the quick disconnect, so that you know it doesn't click and like you, you have to like dick around with it to try to get it to go up and down in the vertical position. We show you how to disable that. So, mm. but anyway, those are our products that we're releasing this year, and we have another big announcement in Q1 of 24, which I will announce here on the Work for It podcast right around Christmas. You're gonna see a completely new machine, which Nick and Brian have both used and signed an NDA agreement <laughs> in which they would not talk about it. And we were going to, we are going to talk about it right here on the podcast, right around Christmas time. And it's going to change
2: the way people grind knives for sure. It is yeah, been, a, it's been something I've been looking forward to talking about for a long time. Ever since I've seen the- it, I've wanted it. Yep. And I think it's well, You are going to have time one in your time job, for sure. And I yeah. think
0: it's a good time too to get into that because uh, I've seen people changing the way they grind lately. Mm-hmm. Yes, on what they grind. So yeah, without getting into details, it's definitely good. Definitely, yeah. Thank it's you. gonna and it's I gonna catch some curiosity, and people are gonna probably want to get in on it. And I am sure you, anything you'll make, everybody's gonna want to get on it. Everybody wants to get up in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, up in the house,
1: up in the house. So anyway, what have you guys been? That's what I've been working on this week in the last couple of well, this year. Really, that was like my annual recap. Uh, Brian, what have you
2: been working on in your workshop? I have been mostly organizing this shop because, I mean, I had to tear everything apart to put up the drywall and insulation and paint and all that fun stuff corrugated steel so that a lot of this week has been organizing and getting things properly like set up um, because you know I got into the shop and I just kind of got the things that were like the tools the tables the whatever needs to be done to start making knives set in place and then there was just a lot of crap that I had on shelves that you know that doesn't need to be here or that needs to be looked at. So a lot of, a lot of this week has been actually thoroughly going through everything and throwing out shit that I don't need or moving stuff to the house is, you know, I, this is, was a garage and now it's a shop. So there's, there's some garage things that don't need to be in a shop, you know? Um, So I have been organizing, I have been getting things set up and, you know, getting, getting the Apollo built, which was huge. Um, I spent. I spent some time getting that thing going, and the first time you click that, or you you light that forge? Holy shit, is that just a different animal? Um, I haven't been able to forge anything out of it quite yet. I, um, I literally, I had enough up in the bottom of a propane tank just to get it lit for about an hour, and I just kind of let it cycle up and you know get get um, hot for for a little bit. They did a live stream showing it off and then it ran out so um
1: it was funny because i was watching your i I couldn't get join the live at the moment you were uh, doing it and i got thanks a lot by the way i got a freaking million shares on that thing my my inbox was just filled with people (laughs) going are you are you watching brian's live and i'm like what is going on on my phone like i'm in like (laughs) it was hilarious but uh I'm watching the live back and you had stepped away from the forge for a minute to talk about your uh, timber tiger forge had made you the dies for your press. Yes. And then you go back to the forge and it's like fucking hot. Like it's, it's red. I mean, it's reddish, almost yellow orange. And I'm like, man, he's got it. Already because yeah,
2: and that was the thing. A lot of people
1: don't have that right away. Like they have to play with the tuning, you know, a little bit to get it to get that hot. And you just nailed it right out of the gate.
2: To be fair, we played with the Helios down in Florida. So I got to see what the tuning looks like firsthand. But when I lit it, honestly, it was so intuitive. I had it down to less or about one PSI. And just burning like a champ, getting the curl on one PSI. It was wild. It's it just came out of the box ready. Like it it was crazy how, you know, you light it once. And within it may have been 60 seconds, I had it dialed in perfect. And uh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of those uh, dies, I got the dies in from Timber Tiger Forge. Um, he has custom built me dies specifically to this crazy press that I I found on Facebook Marketplace. Um, sadly, I need to absolutely laser focus on getting my Christmas orders finished. I have about ten more to go, so I need to get those finished before I can play around with the with the press. But as soon as I finish those those Christmas orders, I will be doing a big YouTube video about. Um, taking this you know press that was originally built for it looks like maybe building or bending tube steel and retrofitting it to press steel so it'll be interesting uh the dies came out absolutely perfect they it's you know exactly what i need so go gives timber tiger forge some love for helping me out with that but yeah i'm really excited about that and then I'm, it's just by the way that by the way the
1: that situation with chris magnus making you those dies, that's yeah. like a true
2: friend man that's, yeah that's i'm telling you man awesome of him so he is high five all around he he has done a really great job and he is actually now full time um selling steel and you know different things like that and um yeah, go give Timber Tiger some love. I know he's selling some, uh, fifteen and twenties for super cheap. He has a bunch of um, big, giant because he lives he lives in timber country. So he there's some, a lot of uh, saw blades, giant, giant saw blades that he's cut down. And he's, I mean, he's he's got some good prices going. But um, where's yeah. he at? Is he in Alaska or I can't remember? <laughs> well, Oregon. He's Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, but <clears throat> got it. So yeah, that's been kind of my week is doing that. And I, I heat treated a couple knives and uh, yeah, it's everything is running on full steam. It feels really good to be working in the shop, which is actually set up proper. It's, I, You know, it's crazy how you put a coat of paint on the wall and all of a sudden you feel professional, you know? No, it's true. It's so true, man.
1: <laughs> paint your situation. And also, I love the corrugated steel that looks so good in your shop, Brian. I'm, I'm just... I'm now I'm thinking like maybe we should do something like that at Housemade. Um, it's just it makes it look so great.
0: It just yeah, his it is nice and clean. Like my addition my to my shop's corrugated steel, but it's rust well, not fully rusted. There's some rusted sheets, but it's more like a patina just galvanized fucking sheeting. Like it's mm. like a mat almost. I would rather it be all rusty to get that that feel, if you want to say. Mm. Sure. Where uh, do you get
2: that do you did you get it at like a big box store or something menards um that's oh menards yeah yeah and it was relatively cheap like it it wasn't that bad um but yeah that's that's pretty much it um another thing i kind of wanted to bring up here first so you guys can have your first go at it i'm doing a i'm kind of doing a little bit of a black friday deal um i have gone through and i've marked down pretty much everything by a significant amount. And I'm also going to be putting up my vintage B cone, some knives that I had over at my leather shop, Um, made these knives probably three years ago or so. So I am going to mark those things down on some major discounts. So you can get something that I made. I mean, I made it back then, but I've then brought it back into the shop and tuned them all up so that they're actually, you know, I I ground a lot of bevels way thinner. crazy how thick i was sending out knives but um i've tuned those up and i'm putting them on the shop for like get get these out of the out of the house prices so we're doing that and then also i saw brian house you are doing some black friday deals as well
1: we uh we mimic the uh harbor freight urgent blowout and marketing stuff oh yeah and we're gonna start pushing that today and um So you'll see some, you'll see some epic blowout, urgent blowout stuff. Me and Brent are going to make some funny reels about that. Nice. So, yeah. Um, Nick, what do you got going on in your workshop? What are you doing?
0: I'm trying to wrap up this batch, which I'm pretty much close to. Like I got to just finish uh, handles on five more blades. They're all roughed out. I just got to do the final finish on them. Maker's marks on those, sharpen them, get those out. And uh, sharpened another batch. But I actually took some time out of the shop this week, too. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I uh, went to go see Tool. So I was in Montreal for a couple days. That was great. I was out there with a few friends. Grabbed a hotel room together and all that. And went out for food. Gallivanting through the metro, the subway, whatever you guys call it. But, uh, yeah, it was a blast. It felt good to actually be out of the shop and not laser-focused on work even though, like, I'm in that holiday rush, you know, so I've been pretty much focusing on the holiday rush, and having no life other than that, in the past, like, month or so, I'm on my second batch of 10, and I got one more to go, so, uh, yeah, I'm aiming for that, next batch is going to be all mono steel, though, so that should go pretty quick, compared to having, like, three days of making bars, so,
2: I was gonna yeah. start complimenting you on all of the copper we're showing you were showing it off on the work for it pre show this morning, and uh, holy cow, yeah, talk about that's, that Twilight stuff that you're working with,
0: yeah, that's nice to the 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 what I call the Twilight Copper my is uh because you know everybody's going to get a different result when they're throwing that stainless mesh into a billet and drawing it out depending on your dyes and how aggressive or flat or whatever you know so you're stretching out that mesh and what i noticed is when i put that mesh in between two copper shims it doesn't stretch it out as much than when i was doing it beforehand with regular like 1084 and other stuff you know so um I found it to be different and it came out with that starry looking pattern. So that's why I called it. I thought it sounded good. Like a lot of people say it looks like barbed wire, but barbed my wouldn't sound good. I think, or mm-hmm. barbed wire, copper, my like, I don't know. Twilight copper. My just sounds nice. I like so, it too. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I, mean. I went with for that. And uh, it's, it's looking gnarly. Like I'm digging it. Those uh, quackens or quakens or whatever they're called that I made. And that little sheep's foot. And that steel are just amazing. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from them too. Uh, I do plan on making more. I just got, I got a reconfigure process or something. Or there's just a few things that I didn't like about how this came out this time. Like, uh, I don't know if it's because the mesh, my, I mean, the mesh itself, you know, is a harder material than the copper and it being sandwiched in between two copper layers when I was grinding away my bevels uh the the points of the mesh that are exposed some of them were getting ripped out from the grit on the mm. belt you know what i'm saying so it's like it brazed in there but it wasn't a full braze i guess i don't know and i was talking to Coy about it and he said you know maybe there's a coating on that stainless mesh or whatever and i was like well it worked before on my other ones
2: so i'm still trying to figure that one out technically but uh, speaking of have, oh, go ahead, oh, I was just gonna say, speaking of baker um you you had collaborated with him to i mean he they came out with a mesh situation as well, yeah, I did it first, <laughs> <laughs> did you patent it though? <laughs> uh, no, I did not and
0: actually, I didn't do it first either. I caught it off another guy that done it, and uh, he got it from another guy, and it's just like everything else, you know. You try something and everybody's like, oh, I've never seen that. It's not because you've never seen it that I would be the first to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just different ways of it being done. Different layouts in the steel could be done. You know, there's so many things that could be done to it. And that's with any other. Steel patterns or mosaics or anything—you if you get creative with it, you're gonna put something out there that yeah, some people will have never seen. You know, like my knife customers have never seen anything like that. Some makers have, but my knife customers—they've never seen it. They don't know what it is. They don't know what's going on. They're amazed with it and they're buying it. So, and if
1: you want to go see some of the most insane steel patterns that Pickle you can cutters. just purchase no, just right <laughs> off the shelf. Make sure you go to bakerforge.com and use WFI 10. There's this uh, new one that I haven't seen before called Elite Aurora Mai, Mm. which I've got a big old boner for, which is looking pretty good. And the Volcanic River Go Mai is awesome as well. Don't forget to pick yourself up a gallon of gator piss. I got a fresh gallon headed my way because uh, we burned through our uh, couple gallons that we had here in our shop. We use it every single day. Gator Piss is an etchant that will change your etching game. Quit trying to come up with some crazy uh, mixture of vinegar and, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Are you talking about me, (laughs) Brian? I see these guys and they're like, what you got to do is you got to have four ounces of yeah. uh, beaver oil. And then you got to have, it's like and maple look, syrup man, and like, pickle juice. Yeah, yeah, maple syrup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: what you got to do is on a full moon, go out and cut yourself some of this, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, man, just go buy a gallon of gator piss from Baker Forge and Tool or get yourself. And while you're there, pick yourself up some Riptide mip- nipple or whatever the hell they've got over there. Rip- <laughs> A rip nipple, riptide nipple, man. They got riptide nipple and elite Aurora Mai. I'm telling you, what about elite like copper star Mai star chevron? <laughs>
0: yeah, Aurora Mai, Aurora Mai.
1: And ladies ta- and gentlemen, let's welcome to the stage. I need Aurora to get some more. <laughs> yes, let's, wel- <laughs>
2: let's, let's
1: welcome to the stage Aurora Mai, everybody. Come on. <laughs> There oh. she is. All it's right. Quite, anyway, quite the so- crowd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I need to get some more gator piss myself because uh, I, I I I experimented, like you were mentioning, and uh, it's not, not that, that I experimented with achieve. the gator piss itself. No, I what I did is I took the gator piss and I used it in some other stuff. Like I actually yeah. threw gator piss into my ferric mix and uh that actually was pretty impressive like it helped uh eliminate the (laughs) the um, the 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 coloring of the 15 and 20 when you're using ferric because you know what the gator piss does is it doesn't really etch the 15 and 20 so when you mix it in with ferric it kind of interacts with the ferric and does the same Mm. Mm. but as you go like if you're going for depth and you start etching like a few rounds like four or five rounds though uh i've noticed that it does start getting to the 15 and 20 though like it it, like uh it doesn't darken it but it gets like a shadow around the gray like it doesn't fully darken the 15 and 20 but you get like a light shade around the contour of the 15 and 20 if that makes sense it definitely has a 3d effect you're right i've seen that in a lot of the
1: a lot of the progressions um Mm -hmm. using gator piss so go check out gator piss you can follow them on instagram as well and then also if you're looking to get anything um, else for your knife making adventure, you make sure you go check out supplycom They're up in Canada. My Lawrence Lake is my favorite Mexican snowbird. <laughs> if, or what is it, What do they call it? <laughs> what is it? Snow, Mexicans? Hey, Snow no, Mexicans? We we gotta be careful. Come on
0: now. <laughs> it's a joke. I don't know. That's I've never joke. seen I've never seen anything that tall be called a Mexican. So <laughs> 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 no offense to anyone. It's just a lame joke, but yeah. <laughs> it's a lame joke. But when I heard that,
1: I was like, I've never heard that said before. I've heard
0: it before, yeah. Oh, my God. It yeah. I've heard it when I was uh, in the in the States, working in the States. It was either a frog or a fucking snow Mexican. My favorite f- people on the entire planet
1: are literally the Canadians and the Mexicans. So mm-hmm. it's just that's We're the are thing here.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, like, like the that's the thing. When I was, was in Connecticut, like, the thing is, they call us frogs because they think that we all jump the border. You know, they call the Mexicans frogs and the Canadian frogs, like, when you're on the construction field. So, uh, wow, like, is that why? I always thought yeah. it was the French, uh, the no, French. Word. No, no, it's because they, they jump the border and go work illegally. Oh. Yeah, so that's why they call yeah, us frogs. That's
1: where that came from. Yeah, okay.
0: and I'm not a frog. I was actually born in the States. So, But anyways, yeah, so when I told them, I was like, I'm no frog, I was born here. Well, then you're a fucking uh, snow Mexican then. I was like, oh, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here legally, but yeah, okay, I'll take it. Oh, my God. All yeah. right,
1: well, hey, if you want to go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, check out what they've got going on over there um, as far yeah, as man. all of the supplies that you need from abrasives to machines. To handle material to steels
0: to whatever it is check I'm out i'm digging Maritime. all the handle material he's been getting lately and all that like oh, man dude like that carbon fiber that i've been working with lately i picked up some of that heavy canvas a while ago too and i just did a knife with that for the first time that came out wicked nice a little bit complicated to work with but you just got to be patient and know your way around these materials but uh Yeah, it's like he's always just throwing new stuff in there. If it's handle material or steels or he's always bringing something to the table.
1: The carbon fiber you're using, is it the Damascus carbon fiber?
0: The one that that I'm using on your knife, yes.
1: Because that's relatively affordable if you look at it on there a a piece of it is like 22
0: bucks or something it's not too too uh, bad yeah it's more expensive canadian but yeah it's not too too bad uh the green carbon fiber that i was using too from him that 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 is just beautiful like i got a set left of that i gotta throw on something eventually i might make a folder with it I got to like, do some shopping, man. I'm like I know, mom, he's, like
1: on his website. And he's got he's the blocks from so Oleg
0: much. in there now, too. Like, he's just bringing in all this handle material that, I, like, I'm a sucker for. So, like, that's my jam when I'm on his website. And I end up, like, with a cart full. And then I was like, dude, I do not need all of this. Buy your belts and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Lawrence Lake is like the Costco of the
1: knife-making world. Like You yep. go there, and you're like, oh, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. And You, you, you go there to buy one thing, and you yeah. walk out with like $300 worth of stuff. Yeah, it's like but going but to the dollar sure store. Make sure you go there. Check it out, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. When you're ready to finish that knife handle or that knife, make sure you put some Pelican Paste on there, PelicanPaste.com. That's our boy Travis Haynes over there. And Travis, I forgive you for not inviting me to Steve Schwarzer's little <laughs> party over there right by the way, because that was looked like an amazing time. I would have Neil flown Kenimura, for that. Jason Knight. I mean, get the hell out of here. That
2: must have been so much fun. Now, I, I watched the was. Will Stelter video that came out. He was making his Master Smith uh, cut and bend test knife. Um, I'm guessing maybe that's what they did there. Because that's he was there as well, and he ended the video saying he's going down to Florida to go test it out. So I'm guessing that maybe he did his Master Smith cut and bend test. Probably, yeah. It
1: was just it was it was a lot of footage that came out of that uh, gathering, but there wasn't a lot of data. So yeah. I mean, who knows what was going on there? It was a lot of top secret stuff, but it was fun to watch. And uh, appreciate you guys. So all of our sponsors, and if you need to buy a knife this year for somebody in your circle, there's no better knife out there than the thicker clipper. Make sure you go to Bald Man Knife and Tool and check out some of the sick shapes and sick handle material Brent has come out with at Bald Man Knife and Tool. Get yourself a tanto. Get yourself a drop point. He's got some amazing designs. Go check out baldmanknifeandtool.com. Support my buddy Brent and um, and get that knife that you want. He's got some great deals going on right now, up to fifty dollars off for Black Friday. So anyway, guys, let's move on to the patron question real quick, and then we'll do a dad joke and then we'll close this thing out and move on to the after show. Uh, we've got a we've got a bunch of questions now. You guys are are finally uh, starting to roll in with the questions in the messages section of Patron. Remember that if you want to ask us a question, you have to send me a message in Patreon. I still get, almost every day, I get guys sending me DMs and sending me, like, all that stuff gets buried, guys. I, I just can't, I can't remember to cut and paste all of it. So messages section, open up Patreon, send the work for it podcast a message if you want us to read your question and answer it in the after show. We've got one from our short, fat Mormon friend, <laughs> Brigham Kendell. It's a twofold question. What do you do if you started a smash and grab business, but you didn't mean to? Oh. And what if you, what if you do feel like you're Scrooge McDuck doing this work? Mm. And what he's referencing is, is a while back, I had talked about guys who start businesses because they don't have a dream, but they have a lust for money. Mm. And there is a lot of those guys out there. And not that that can't work, but uh, that's what he's referring to. And I have a really unique uh, answer for this. It's a great question, and it's a, something that we should discuss and talk about because it's a, it's an important topic, and we're going we're gonna to answer that question in the after show. But first, are you guys ready for the dad joke of Thanksgiving?
2: Let's do it. Do it.
1: All right, hold on. I've got one from Jared Weaver he's uh he's uh he's been sending me dad jokes for a while now and I, I haven't read any of Jared's dad jokes, but this is a good one. Why don't chickens wear pants?
2: Why is that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, <laughs> because they have peckers on their heads <laughs>
0: Hey, if we're going that route, I have a perfect follow up. Fucking okay, that joke. Why does Do Popeye's it. tool never rust? Why, why? Because he keeps it in olive oil. Oh my god, <laughs> 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 uh,
2: uh, oh,
1: this is a very dick centric show that we've got here. Remember, such adults everybody. we are, <laughs> yes. We're a bunch of middle schoolers here at Work For It, Uh, just, you know, living our best lives. And uh, anyway, guys, Thanksgiving time is a time to be grateful for all of the things that you have. Take a minute and think about where you are, where your station is in life and what you're moving towards. Be grateful for what you have. Tell your family and your friends how much you love them and how much uh, how how important they are to you. This is a really important time of year to acknowledge that uh, with others. And believe me when I tell you it's cathartic. It's good for your heart. It's good for your soul to tell others that you appreciate them. And it works in your favor, but uh, don't do it for that reason. But it does definitely uh, help to, to appreciate the people who are around you. And uh, like I said earlier in the show, let all that stuff go. You got anything holding on to negativity, remember that's just like drinking poison hoping the other person will get sick. And uh, it's not good for you. So let it all go this year. Hope you guys are having an awesome Thanksgiving meal. Stuff your faces, get fat and happy, and then get back to fucking work. I am on fat the happy. after show. <laughs>